MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Sloan. I'm 14 years old, and I love the NBA. I believe in today's guest because he was a part of one of my favorite lineups ever. The 2007, the year I was born, by the way, we believe Golden State Warriors. Not only did he take down Dirk in his map, but he's an NBA all-star, an entrepreneur, and an all-around great guy. Today, we are talking to the one and only Baron Davis. So, Baron, everyone knows you were part of the 2007 We Believe Warriors. Something crazy is, is I wasn't even alive for that. Wow. So here's what I want to know. Do you root for the Warriors? Are you a Warriors fan? I do. I always say the Warriors uh, have my heart. You know, born and raised here in L.A., uh, I was Born in 1979. Do you remember? Can you like go back that far? Is it I'll like try. a history book? Yeah. Um, but that was the year of Magic Johnson. Yes. And so the year I was born, Magic Johnson won his first championship with the Lakers. So, you know, forever I'm going to be a Laker fan. But like my heart is always with the Warriors. So I, I root for the Warriors. It's funny because I'm an L.A. kid, too, and I hate the Lakers. It's a <laughs> burning path, and I really, really— That's not cool. Why? Well, you know, because I'm a Warriors fan. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess Lakers do have LeBron, but, like, come on. You want to root for the Warriors. Yes, yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. They're the team to root for. They are. So, I don't know if you know, but I am 14 years old, and I'm going into my freshman year of high school. Uh-oh. So, I'm going to take you back. You're Baron Davis. Everyone knows. Famous Baron Davis. But when you were 14, when you were going into ninth grade, who were you? What were you like? Um, I was five feet tall. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my God. I, I'm taller I was, than you. Uh, yeah, five. No, I was five two. Okay. Um, and I was like 120 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. 125 pounds. And... I don't know. I was just, I was happy. You know, I was happy to like be in high school, but I was probably like 
And at Crossroads, I was like the smallest kid, yeah. you know, in ninth grade. I was so happy to get to high school because I played, you know, basketball at Crossroads in eighth grade. But I always wanted to play like against better competition. Yeah. So it was like my first time having an opportunity to feel like, you know, I was a real teenager, but I didn't really do much. You know, it wasn't like I had a, an exciting life. I was just so focused on basketball that was it. That was really it. I, I remember playing against Brentwood at homecoming and the jersey was too big. Brentwood won, right? Obviously. No. They, no, they did. No, we no, cracked them. We, no, we killed them. No, 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 no. And they were yelling diapers, diapers every time I touched the ball because my shorts were so big mm. that they thought that I had put a diaper on to oh, keep my shorts up. Classic so, Brentwood kids. Yeah. So, you know, classic Brentwood. That was fun. And just, I think, being in ninth grade, and being in high school for the first time, it was like you got a chance to like see what the older kids were doing. Yeah. So I was like always trying to like hang with the older kids on campus. So if you were five two, did you think you could make it to the NBA? Uh I never paid attention to my height. You know, like I was yeah. I was super insecure. I would go in the backyard and uh hang on the clothesline. So there was like these clothes poles. So I would hang on the clothesline. That's the year I start uh drinking milk, but I was really eating cereal because I hated milk. I don't know. I was just kind of like confident. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was so small. I was just trying to like, trying to have some, you know, trying to have some space and like follow other people, yeah. you know? Now I think I have to start drinking milk. I need to get a little bit taller. I'm still cereal, like five, three, cereal. five, four. You know, one day I'm going to dunk because I'm going to drink all that, all that milk. So, you know, like currently there's the EYBL tournaments going on. And I think it's interesting because all these players who have the potential to go to the NBA, they all know each other. All these mm -hmm. five stars, they play against each other all the time. When you were like 14, 15, 16, was there a player that now we all know the name of that you played against when you were younger that it's like a fun matchup to think about now? Uh, I played against Earl Watson when he was in seventh grade. I played against Deion Glover when he was in sixth grade. Um, who won? Deion Glover beat our team in the championship. Earl Watson beat our team. Uh, they beat us, too. Who else? Uh, Tayshawn Prince. We were actually on the same AAU team. Oh, that's so cool. You know, like, here in L.A., when I was growing up as yeah. a kid, it was, like, the first time that I would say, like, AAU basketball was starting to, like, form. And we would travel. We didn't have all the resources, but we would all kind of travel together. Gilbert Arenas played on our AAU team. Wow. Like, we had a lot of uh, Gilbert, uh, James Harden played on our AAU team. So it was just, it was almost like this brotherhood. Yeah. And, you know, as I, as I was, like, the older one, you know, we started all the way from seven years old. So it was, like, this cool little, like, community of folks yeah. that, you know, we always played against and play with or travel, you know, but you only went to like Vegas and then like, uh, where is it? Galata, Galita, Galita oh, yeah. Boys Club. Yeah. yeah, that was it. I think it's cool to see like, you know, Bradley Beal with Jason Tatum and the way that like they yep. came from similar backgrounds in like the same city. And I yeah. think that they played on similar teams and how then, you know, when Bradley Bill was like seeing that Jason Tatum was like going to make it. Then, you know, he becomes like a role model for him. I think that's cool. Or looking at those pictures. I don't know if you've seen them, but it's like an edit yeah. of this AAU team. And I think there's like 12 kids on it. All of them made it to the NBA. Yeah. It's just crazy seeing all of them there together. So that's cool to hear that you had like a similar experience. Well, yeah, it's, it's so great. Like basketball has such a 
such a great brotherhood and sisterhood and family like orientation yeah. and like the whole part of like everybody says basketball community is like we're a community and so it's like it's like a pay it forward and like you really love these people you know that you look up to and you like watch you know make it so i think it's just this undying love uh and appreciation of people's skills and you know their path that makes our community so yeah. close knit Speaking of making it, what was your welcome to the league moment? My welcome to the league moment, uh, John Stockton. So we're playing Utah. I come off the bench and I'm like, oh, I get to play against John Stockton. This is like, your rookie year, this Charlotte? This is my rookie year. Like, I, I'm, like, I'm not impressed. I'm, I'm like looking at him like, Business. I thought he was taller than this. Yeah. You know, I thought he was bigger than this. I'm looking at Carl Malone like, oh, he's pretty, he's huge. Like, yeah. And so the game is going, our point guard. Um, is, you know, Stockton is just working him over. And I'm like, what is he, why is he letting this dude yeah. work him over? I get in the game. I check in the game. Uh, they shoot a free throw. I go to take, they go to take the ball out. I try to, gra- I grab the ball. I turn around. He steals it. They score. I get the ball back. I throw the ball in the, I get it down court. Throw it in the post. I cut through. The big man takes one dribble, spits. He steals the ball. <laughs> and then the next play, he like took me off a pick. Then he like elbow me in my like in my neck and push me into Carl Malone. So I was like, dude, this is not like, yeah. this is not a nice guy. Yeah. I'm hot, you know. I'm hot. I'm like, all right, I'm about to take it to him. So I get the ball, get the steal, and I'm going. And I don't see him anywhere. And as soon as I turn turn around and throw the ball in front of me, he runs in front, and he knocks the ball out of bounds. And the coach takes me out of the game. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Well, I, I don't sure, think I even went back in the game. I'm sure you know you did lead the NBA twice in steals. So you were like, John, that was your him. moment. Yeah. When you yeah. were like, okay, well, you I'm going to learn from the greats. Yeah. <laughs> now we've heard about you in like middle school and high school. But here's my question. I want to know. You were part of the We Believe Warriors. I don't know if you saw, but... These last Warriors, people were saying this was like the We Believe Warriors part two. Mm-hmm. If you had your starting lineup and then you had Steph, Clay, Dre, Loon, and Wiggs, who's winning? Oh, for sure. Our team. I'm going to take my Warriors because we did. I, I mean, mean I, you know, you guys beat Dirk, but we beat yeah. Luca and then we got a ring. Yeah, you got so, the ring. Okay. I mean, you know, I would never bet against myself. On a oh, basketball okay. court <laughs> or Steven Jackson or Monte Ellis. I mean, we, you know, we can, I, I definitely feel like, you know, our team would be able to get up and down, you know, score with them. And we actually like played defense. I'm not saying that, like, I'm talking about okay. our era. I will defend my boys over everything. No, Come they on. play defense. Dre I said my defense. era. Draymond okay. is a great defender. The Warriors are a great defensive team. I'm saying, like, on our team, like, they didn't think that we played defense. Okay, but you're saying you did. Yeah, so we started like the, like not that we started, but we were the first kind of team outside of Phoenix that would play up yeah. and down, shoot a lot of threes, and they never thought we played defense. But similar to the Warriors, it's like you have this yeah. defensive mentality. But if we were to play that game, I would put uh, Monte Ellis on Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I would put me on Clay. You think you'd lock him up? Uh, I mean, you know. If it's game six, Clay, you can't, no one can stop him. Maybe any of the, maybe hey, game know, one, game two, maybe. Clay is tough to stop. You got to get True. around a lot of picks. Uh, Steven Jackson would guard probably Wiggins. Okay. Matt Barnes or Al Harrington would guard uh, Draymond. Draymond can't guard Al Harrington. 
I've never seen anybody guard I feel Al Harrington. Like Drake can guard anyone. I feel like I've never seen anybody no? okay, guard Okay, I'll take Al your Harrington. word for it then. But that would be an interesting matchup. And then Looney and Beatrice, I think they would both just, they were both like hustle guys. Yeah. And, you know, would cancel each other out. But, you know, that this team was very similar to like our team as far as like they just play with so much joy together oh, yeah, and tenacity. Sure. And, you know, you got a top five player of all time in Steph Curry. I you like know, how you're thinking. <laughs> top five for me too. It's tough. You know, it's tough. Yeah. I think Loon is so underrated and I think he's such a fun player to watch. You know, last season and this season, he has not missed a game. He just plays through everything. Yep. I think it was something like since January, he led the league in offensive rebounds. He's just, I, yeah. I just think he's so fun to watch because as someone who watches the Warriors so intently, it's cool to see like, everyone's all like Steph, Dre, Clay, but, and Andrew, of course, but like, he actually is so important to their success, um, which I think is fun to watch because he's like an underdog. And he's UCLA Bruin. It's true. I was he? No, well, he's number five. No, he was five. On, he's five. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so, he has my number too for the Warriors. Too, oh. So, you know, Bruin. So, five. yeah. You guys have. Yeah. We you got, guys would be Yeah, we connected. Good <laughs> I think so. Okay, what was the most memorable play of your career? Well, actually, I think we all probably know the answer to that, but I want to hear your answer. Uh, I would say the most memorable play in my career is uh, I have credit for making the longest shot in NBA history. You do? Mm-hmm. What happened? It was, um, we were playing Milwaukee. It was like, I think like one second on the clock. They were shooting a free throw. And I was telling Eddie Robinson, like, yo, take the ball out, dude. Just take the ball out. Throw it to me. I swear to God, I'm going to make it, dude. I feel it. And he's like, he's like going across. He's lined up across. And he's like, dude, like, all right. I'm like, dude, no, no, take the ball out. Because if you don't take it out, I think it was MASH or somebody. They're going to mm-hmm. take it out and they don't care who to throw it yeah. to. So we're like going back and forth. And he's like, I got you. I got you. The ball goes in and he takes off down the court. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so upset. Yeah. So I run to the baseline. I forgot who threw me the ball. I catch the ball and I throw it and it goes in. And you can see him like was holding it? his hands up at the uh, at the opposite end of That's the crazy. of the, uh, was it in of the basket. It was in Milwaukee. Oh, OK. And it was like one of those shots like, oh, like, you know, the momentum had changed. Milwaukee had just hit some free throws. The air was dead. And I just like flung it. And I was like, see, I told you I was going to make it. I told you I was going to make it. So it was like the shot that I called before I shot it. Did you bank it, it in or did you switch? No, it switched. Ooh, that's nice. You should have been like you guys were playing a game of horse or something. Yeah. No one would beat you in that. And then I would say Karolinko is probably like the one that people remind me of. Mm-hmm. So I have to I have to say that that is, you know, one of the more memorable yeah you know, moments in my career. Yeah. I feel like Jordan Poole's had a few shots like that this past season where like he just chucked it up and I'm like, what are you doing? And then it goes in. Like I was at um, game five of the finals and I remember it was funny because I don't even know what was happening, but I'm still like, I love Jordan, but I'm still like, give it to Steph, give it to Steph, give it to Steph. And I think it was like going into the, from the third to the fourth and Jordan just sort of took it and he just sort of like chucked it. Yeah, and of course court. he like banks yeah. it in and I'm like, what are you doing? Like every time you're like, do not do that. And yeah, then it goes he, and you're like, come on. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I love guys like that who yeah. are like, you know, it's like reliable wild cards. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know what you're going to get. 
but you could get 40. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's so capable of like he is, yeah. doing incredible things. Yeah, I is, love his game. He has so much potential. I just, I hope that what we saw this season stays. Like I really, yeah. really hope that he just continues to grow because he's really, I mean, I think you can see it at Michigan. We saw yeah. it this season, especially when Steph was hurt in those last few weeks. Yeah. He was really so no, amazing, especially incredible. in the Denver series too. He was yeah. crazy. I, I think he's going to have a big year because you know, there's still like the six man award. There's still yeah. the most improved I mean, player. There's still like, yeah. there's still like room for him to grow to be that guy. Yeah. What do you think about Jaw getting most improved player? I think I did not like I that didn't either. Because I don't like he's already a superstar. That's my You know thing. what I mean? I, he was drafted second. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most improved player is an award that's supposed to be given to someone who goes from being like Jordan Poole in the G League yeah. to being yeah. like a huge player. Jaw has the normal progression of an NBA superstar. He was rookie of yeah. the year. He's just getting better, but yeah, he's getting totally. better like he's supposed to. Jordan was the one of the last picks in the first round. And now, you know, he's averaged like 28 points, yep. all th- something like that, all five games of the Denver series. So, yeah. okay. This is for sure my favorite. You're so knowledgeable. You should Thank like you. work for the NBA. You should tell the NBA that. Okay, NBA, if you guys are listening. Adam Silver, Baron Davis says I'm knowledgeable. Yes. Yeah. The most improved player award cannot go to a superstar. Yeah. You know what I think should happen? I think I should just choose all the awards. Because, you, you know, if I did, I'd be like, okay, Kaminga and Moses Moody, they are tied for rookie of the year. Um, Draymond, <laughs> no is definitely, <laughs> Draymond is definitely defensive player of the year. Steph, MVP all the time. Steph's unanimous every year. Every if it's year. Me. Not just once, every single time, for sure. Okay, this is my favorite segment. So, you know Kelly Red Jr. I mean, he's pretty hot. Let's just be honest. He's like a, a very debonair and, and charismatic and fashionable guy. Okay, he's, yeah, that's he's your like, way of saying it. If that's your brand. way of saying it, that's It's fine. like you could say he's a brand, you yes, know? Yes, he is. Tsunami Poppy. Yeah. So Stephen A. Smith is known for his hot takes, but I don't think you've ever seen takes hotter than Kelly Oubre Jr. until now. Because Baron Davis, we are about to get really hot. Devilishly handsome, these takes are going to be. Okay. I'm telling you. Like Let's Kelly go. Oubre. Like Kelly Oubre. <laughs> of course, you know, these takes are just going to have beautiful green eyes. Mm, Many tattoos. It. It'll be good. Okay. Which NBA player is the best dressed? We're doing current. Currently. Uh, Kelly Oubre. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Kelly Ray can't be the answer for all of okay. this. Because, okay. you know, if you were, if this was, if the roles were reversed and you were asking me these questions, yes. I'd be like, Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Kelly, if you're watching this, perfect at everything. <laughs> now, okay. Who has the best shoe game? PJ Tucker. That's the answer. That's, That's easy. Everyone he's knows a, when, when people give a different answer, I'm like, you're yeah. wrong. He has a house for his shoes. Yeah, like, he's, he, yeah. He, he's, he, he's the bomb. Agreed. Okay. Who is the funniest NBA player? I like Anthony Edwards. I think he has like. And a, funny. Like he has a great and funny and natural personality. I think that he could potentially be a yeah. superstar, like as far as like other stuff. Did you watch him in Hustle? Yeah, he was He's actually good. a good actor. Yeah, he was yeah. a good actor. I, at the Hustle premiere, there was this video and they asked him his all-time starting five. And like before even saying Jordan or LeBron or anything, he just goes, me. Me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> um, who is your favorite current NBA player? My favorite current NBA player would have to be uh, Steph Curry. Me too. It's a good one. That's an easy one. Actually, I might have to say Juan Descano Anderson. Love him. 
<laughs> That's my guy. I was He's at sleepaway cool. camp and my dad wrote me a letter that JTA was traded to the Lakers. First, I cried. Then I realized the bright side of it, that he lives in LA and I live in LA and we could run into each other like any ah. day. And then we could become best friends yep. and then we could get like matching best friend necklaces. That'd be awesome. Like, yes, me and JTA, <laughs> for sure, best friends. Okay, which current NBA player could run for president and win? Um, I would say LeBron James. I would I vote like, for him. I guess me too. The only thing is so many people hate him that I think that they would vote against him. Like, I think you, I feel like well, Boban, yeah. I know he's not an American citizen, but for me, it's just like, everyone loves Boban. Yeah, I, I would vote yeah. for Boban too. Yeah. Good. I, think I think Boban I'm, should run for president, yeah. right? I, but the only thing you have to be born in the United States. Uh, well, maybe, you know. Maybe, maybe we can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, we can figure it out. You know what? We, we but he's Boban. The- Maybe we can just make up a, <laughs> cup, like a city and, you know, yeah. uh, like close to Reno that okay. he was born in. And- sure. Let's go with that. I like that idea. I like that. Boban. Yeah. Boban from. Oh, you mean team wise or country wise? What kind of, uh, what city? Remember, he lives here in the United States. Oh, oh we're presenting. Oh, Boban, the American citizen from Los Angeles should run for president. Okay. That's what you're saying. Okay, great. 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 Now, which NBA player is the best singer or rapper? Uh, I know Victor Oladipo is really good at singing. Yeah. Bones Highland is a dope rapper. Love him. Dame Lillard is dope. Uh, Miles Bridges is dope. Lou, uh, Lou Will is dope. Who else? Somebody else rap. Kawhi Leonard. Oh, God, no. Yes. No. I'm no. telling you. No. Kawhi okay, got maybe bars. That's a behind the scenes thing. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. See Kawhi that. Leonard has. What bars. if he just like sits there like this and like no, raps with he no got bars. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. <laughs> they should make a New Balance commercial with that. I mean, I'll be trying. I tell him. I was just privy to hear his music. His yeah. music is dope. Okay, we have to listen. Music. I have to take a listen. I haven't. Dennis Smith Jr. He raps too. He's pretty dope. I feel like there should be like a rap battle in the off season. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, on top of my awards, like MVP and stuff like that, they're going to be like a best The rapper. best artist. Yeah, best, yeah, best artist. Yeah. Best artist. I mean, Dwight Howard and Victor Oladipo were both on Mass Singer. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know uh, Dwight Howard, but Dwight yeah. Howard is funny too. I interviewed him yeah. and he is funny. Yeah. And he was telling me, he was like, I answered the question, who's funniest NBA player? You know, who's the best singer? He he answered himself yeah. for all of yeah, it. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. NBA players love themselves. Yeah. True. I, <laughs> Do you love yourself? Uh, are you yeah, are you yeah. your favorite NBA player? Am I my favorite NBA player? I'm not my favorite NBA really? player. No, I am uh I'm one of my favorite NBA okay, players. Okay, you're one of your favorite. I feel like I am like one of my favorite most originals. Oh, okay. So I would fall into like a most original one of one category. I like that. Of okay. like Guys, I like again in our awards, we can do like the Baron Davis Award, and that yeah. you can all let one you of one, like one who, of one who Who's turned one into one? a one of one. Who would you have win that award now? Uh, John Morant, Ja, he is John Morant. One one. I would say this year, he he turned Jason Tatum, you know what I mean? All these guys that are, uh, like, I don't know if Jason Tatum's one of one. I mean, he, he choked a little. No, what and, and, <laughs> I gotta be honest, no, it ain't, it ain't. I mean, somebody people win, people lose. True. You know, people have good games, bad games. All of them, you know, though. You know All mean? of the one of ones, Jaw, Jason, you know what they have in common? They lost, they lost to Steph to Curry Warriors. this offseason. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Steph, Steph Curry is a one of one. Like, defining a one of one is like, I define it through art. Mm-hmm. And so I look at somebody's game and I say, like, 
what makes them different. Yeah. And there will never be another person exactly. like that. You yeah. know what I mean? So they've actually. Because some people are so special, but it's like there's people that resemble them. Like, yeah. no one, even when like with the Trey Steph comparisons, I don't like those because Trey's trying to be Steph, I think. And Not I. Not at all. Trey is his own. You Trey know, is, I, is, I think, I mean, his Steph, own one. Trey, no, Trey is a one of no, one. Like, it's hard. Mm, it's hard. It's hard to. It's Where are you going to find a Trey Young? That's true. I mean, but. And he yeah. don't play like okay. Steph Curry. He doesn't, but I but yeah. I think the comparisons aren't. It doesn't. They're not the same. Steph is the. Not, he's the yeah. original. He they're, they're created di- they're it. Different, like, they're different. They're different styles. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say because uh, I respect that. You know, Trey. Trey does. Trey shoots shoots the deep three things like that. He can do all that. Yeah. But I think um, when he's you look scrappier at, than Steph. Yeah, when you look at Trey, uh, and shout out to Rashad Phillips, he explained this to me. It was like, Trey Young is a four-level, just like Steph, he's a four-level scorer. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he can shoot deep, the three, mid-range, drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, for a guy that little to have that much game is... Yeah. I mean, and, I, and you got to credit Steph Curry, you know what I mean? But I, I definitely yeah. feel like... I mean, Trey wouldn't do what he does now without Steph. No one would. No one would shoot those threes without Steph. <laughs> I love Steph. I just give him credit for everything. No, you have to. You definitely have yeah. to give Steph all the credit for pioneering a new style for sure. of basketball. For sure. I saw some graphic that Steph's first season, there was fifteen thousand threes that season. This last season, there was thirty thousand. Yeah. And I feel like that just shows the impact he's had Absolutely. on the NBA. Speaking of short players, this next segment is one I like to call Muggsy or Minute. You know, the two of them were on the bullets together. Muggsy Bogues, one of the shortest players ever. Minute Bull, the tallest player ever, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, these are two things different, and I want to hear your opinion. Let's go fast. Instagram or TikTok? Uh, TikTok. Good answer. Okay. Out on the town or Netflix and chill? Uh... Out on the town. Me too. MJ or Braun? I don't do that. Fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make you buy the end of this, but okay. That's what I don't do. <laughs> Zion or Jaw? Uh-uh. You don't want to compare lo- anyone? I love them both. Oh, that's so sweet. I love sweet. them both. Okay. Uh, yeah. But you still... You I, I use them on the video games, both. Okay, well, New York or LA? LA. Obviously. Yeah, for sure. So much better. Ronaldo or Messi? Messy. Interesting. Okay. What are you? What What is your choice? Mm, I'd probably go messy too. Yeah. I just was saying that more. Just like I actually. Ronaldo is dope. Though. No, he's insane. He's yeah. so dope. It's yeah. like, but I like how Messi reminds me of like a Kyrie or a Steph. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a point guard. Yeah. You know? Messi. I feel like Neymar is very similar to Steph yes. in their ways. It's a good comparison. I feel like it's like a popular one. Though. I don't think I made that up. Well, I'll give myself credit. It's okay. Okay. So a little bit of background. So Baron went to high school at Crossroads mm-hmm. and Crossroads biggest rival in the whole world is Brentwood school. And I go to Brentwood school. Oh, no. So Brentwood or Crossroads. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, of course, Crossroads, you know, okay. we hate Brentwood. Yeah, I know. I mean, we I don't hate, I mean, we don't it's, hate Brentwood it's a love, hate relationship. we live in Brentwood, Yeah, but we go to Crossroads. It's, it's like, you guys live in Brentwood and go to Brentwood, so you never really get out of Brentwood. I'm so not in Brentwood like, right now, though. Uh, so. You're not right now, currently. Yeah, true. Yeah, but Good point you know, by it's me. like, Brentwood isn't Brentwood. True. But, you know, this year, girls soccer, 
Brentwood versus Crossroads, you got to pull up to the extravaganza. And I'm, I'm telling bad. you, Brentwood's going to win. I'm calling I'm it now. You can put money on I'm it. Bad. Okay, <laughs> Put money on it. All right. You know, if, if Crossroads wins, uh-huh. you have to wear uh, a Crossroads shirt. Okay. And then I get to write whatever on the back of okay. the shirt. If Brentwood wins, I'll wear a Brentwood shirt. And then you get Great. to write. Deal. Remember this. This is We have video proof have video. of this. I'm going to be there. I'm going to score a hat trick. You're going to come. I'll invite you. You can be my plus one to the game. Great. (laughs) Okay. Doris Burke or me? Ooh, that's a tough one. Oh, that is super tough. That's tough. I mean, I I, I think I know the answer. I think um, I would love to see you do color. So it's hard to compare you and Doris because I think you're a great, you're a great interview. Thank you. Right? And I think Doris is great in play-by-play. I need to see you in play-by-play. Okay. Maybe you should come and like do a play-by-play at one of our like influencer okay. games. And I'm down. And then I and then I can compare. But right I, now I can't compare. I gotta be I love honest. Them both. When I come home from soccer practice and I'm watching the Warriors, I do a little bit of play-by-play myself. Do you? But just for myself, you know, yeah. I just like I sit there with my dogs. That sounds really sad, but it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's cool. It's no, cool. it's great. And, you know, we're watching the Warriors and I'm just like, I'm just going down. But like, I, it's not like Steph that I like to commentate on. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like the GP2s of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the young glove taking it down. I just, yeah. that's, that's how I like it. So you got all in from, all right, we got to get you a color. Yeah. We got to get know, you a color gig. My favorite, Quindary Weatherspoon. I got to be honest. <laughs> I love commentating on him. He may only average 1.7 points. But mm-hmm. that's okay. Those 1.7 points that's are guy. good. That's my guy. <laughs> that is my guy. You know, at the finals, I wore a JTA jersey and my brother wore my Kaminga jersey. I did not see any other JTA jerseys in, in wow. the room. And now I have a JTA jersey and he's on the Lakers. So I know. It I may know. have been a waste of money. But I got I got to get one of those Dante DiVincenzo Warriors jerseys. <laughs> those are strong. I know. They, they just picked him up. They're yeah. going to be Same strong. Same with Matt McClung. Ooh, those jerseys fire. <laughs> McClung on the back. <laughs> like that. It's cool. He's a good kid. He's a good player. I like him. Well, anyway, that's all. So thank you so much for being here. And I love talking to you. Thank you. I love talking I guess this, this is, is your amazing. place. But I said thank you for being yeah, here. But it's my, okay. Me, me I'll take it over. Thank this you. is like I your like new this. studio. Good. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sloan Notes. Keep up to date with me and see all the amazing things we did after this interview and all of my interviews before. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Sloan Notes. Sloan has me, by the way. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.